What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 1229-18. Damn, man, what the hell going on up the street? The cops got the whole end of the block barricaded off, man. Cop cars just flying, flying up the street, man. Hope they ain't get, man, hope they ain't get my mans, man. Hope they ain't get my mans. It's crazy, man. I'm supposed to be doing a podcast today. I might have to call Stephanie up and, man, just, like, do the show via Skype. Block is hot right now. I don't want her to come through. You know what I'm saying? Something possibly happened to her. You know what I'm saying? Then it's on me. So, shit, man. You know what I mean? Let me, let me get up in this house, man, before something. You know what I'm saying? Before I look like a, a, a suspect or something and they try to apprehend me for some strange reason just for standing here being black. Shit, it's block too hot right now, man. Shaking, fellas, what's poppin'? It's your boy Flaw 700 back on the 700 block. Hey, before we get into this week's episode, I wanna let y'all know that you can download my personal app on all major platforms. iPhone, Google phone, it don't matter. Search for the 700 block podcast. It's dope because you get to chat with me while you listen to the show, and I do answer back. So that's fire right there. Um, also, subscribe to your boy on iTunes, man. The 700 Block Podcast. Leave a review. Tell me what you think. I'll accept all criticism and all praise. You can't take one without the other. You heard? Um, Now, let's get into this week's episode, man. It's episode 12. I got um, Stephanie joining me via Skype. She's the emotional health, pain, change management specialist, speaker, writer, podcaster, and the life architect. Half of the Nacho Mama's podcast and we got a dope show we talking about the benefits of flirting while married that's right folks flirting while married now before you judge us listen to this episode man we might can change your mind or you know you might agree with us and think that flirting is healthy because let's keep it a buck a lot of us don't even know what flirting means what's the true definition of flirting stick around and we will let you know what that definition is also, we discuss so many other things, man. It's like how to conquer your fears. Um, you know, what keeps the life architect motivated. Hey, man, we got a dope show lined up for y'all, man. And after you listen to this episode, tell your friends about it. Share it. 
Subscribe. Leave the review, man. Help your boy out, man. Support your boy, man. Jersey Pods in the building, man. Shout out to all the Jersey Pods. Shout out to the We All Win squad. Shout out to the X squad. And shout out to anybody and everybody who rocks with the 700 Block Podcast, the Podcast Brothers, the Mama Yoga Podcast, the Mind, Body, and Energy Podcast. And um, we are the Podcast Brothers Network, man. So on to this week's show. It's your boy Flaw 700 and I'm back on the block. I got a special guest with me. Want to introduce yourself, please? I do. Hello, everyone. This is Stephanie, the Life Architect, head honcho at BLCNY and one half of Not Your Mama's podcast. Thank you for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We talked about this. We talked this into fruition, you like to say. Um, yes, we manifested. Yes, there it is. That's the word. I used the wrong word. <laughs> no, That's the word you used. The same thing. They're yeah. both cool. <laughs> One of them is fancy than another. <laughs> I listen, righteous ratchet. That's what I'm all about. I'll take the fancy. I'll take the hood. Either nice, way. Nice. Nice. Welcome to the block via, um, via Skype. I'm still doing my Skype thing. Um, I see that you took into the last episode i had with fly the sexually charged episode did you enjoy it is there something you'd like to add on to it i did enjoy it i enjoy all your episodes um whether it's your individual podcast here on the block or the podcast brothers i enjoy both um but that episode in particular i just love to have women in my ear and in my face just speaking their truth i thought it was just really dope how open she was whether you agree with her or not I'm just here for equality and here for a woman and a man just saying and doing what they feel and not being ashamed of it. Right, right. I definitely try something new on it. Um, being that I do have two shows, it's kind of it's kind of tough to go from one show to the other because I put so much, you know, of my thinking process into the one. And then I'd be like, oh, I got a whole nother show I got to do. <laughs> right, so, right. So let me get these notes and everything. So I definitely went different and, you know. I'm glad everybody liked it. So, but hey. I think it's dope. I think you, you know, what listening to you guys over the last year and just seeing you grow and evolve. You out here doing your thing, and I think it's beautiful to see a man and a black man out here using his brain. Like I know it's stressful. I know what it takes to uh, produce and get your notes together, like you said. But you out here doing it. Handle your business. Appreciate it. Now you are a co-host to not your mama's podcast. Is that I what you like to call it, co-host, or what do you? Yeah, co-host is fine. One okay. half of One shout half. out to my 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 beautiful goddess, my other my other half, Lauren of Not Your Mama's podcast, and it's just a dope, righteous, ratchet, higher vibe space for everyone. And you listen, and I'm I glad do. that you do. Yeah, you do, and you comment, and you give us your feedback, and we just love having you and every listener. Right. It was a it was a weird experience for me because I came across y'all on SoundCloud, and I'm like, okay, hmm, two beautiful women. Caught my eye. Not gonna Thank lie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then I said, let me check them out. And one thing that I go off of is I listen to you people's episode and I always give them feedback. A lot of, well, not a lot, but some people don't reply. It's a big mm-hmm. turnoff for me, especially when I know we're all not famous yet. Right, right. I you agree. can reach back. Like, what are you really doing? Right. <laughs> you were cool as shit. Like, you are very, you know, down to earth and. We just connected because, number one, you have a dope podcast and, you know, you're a very friendly person. So that just made for a dope connection to me. And I've been a fan ever since. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, 
because I agree with you. I don't understand for people who, you know, we're trying to get to that level where we have people answering for us, right? Right, but, right. But, but until then, why am I not answering? Why am I not speaking to people who are taking the time to listen to me, to watch me, to double tap, to comment, to like, to share? What the heck am I doing where I can't give people who are now fans of this regular old girl, right. you know, <laughs> some time? So. Right. Now, um... I was going to ask, well, I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite show that you've done on Not Your Mom's Podcast? And I was sitting here thinking for myself, what was mine? But it was hard for me to answer that because it just seems like every week you speak to my soul in a different way. And I'd be like, you know what? I needed that. And I didn't know that I needed that, Jim. I like, love you're, that. You're talking directly to me right now, you know? So I get lost in the episode where I don't even know what the name of it is. I don't even know, you know what I'm saying? And I just be like, oh man, this was a dope episode. And that's what they are to me, dope episodes. I couldn't even give you a title. You are so kind. I appreciate that. And that's one of, we keep hearing that. So I'm going to write that down in my journal. We keep hearing, I didn't know that I needed that. Mm. But I needed it. We keep hearing that. We get emails. We get DMs. People tell us in person right now. So that's the thread for me that I need to look into and like hold on to because that means so much to me. Because sometimes, as you know, as a podcaster and a personality, you don't know if you're reaching people. You're just out here doing what you love, you know, and you're not doing it with the intent to really like knock on people's, you know, windows in their souls. But you end up doing it. And it's just a beautiful experience. So I appreciate that, that feedback. Yeah, appreciate it. Do you, do you have a favorite show that you've done? I do. As of lately, episode 45, Living Proof, is my favorite episode because, again, of the feedback and the amount of people who have told me that that question that I posed, what are you living proof of? And then sharing what I was living proof of made them really open up and ask themselves the question. And when I do the work that I do as a life coach, a life architect, and reach out to people and coach them without even knowing I'm coaching them just through a podcast, that touches me in a way that, you know, I prayed for that. So it feels good to get that back. Nice. Now, Better Life Choices of New York is a, a separate hustle from the podcast, correct? Yes, the Better Life Choices of New York is my baby. We started the podcast last year. I started Better Life Choices BLCNY two years ago. And that's just basically a place where people, most likely women and girls, that's what I started it for, but it blossomed for young men and boys too, just to be open and transparent. I started having events. I started putting on events and it's an LLC. And I did that because I knew for a fact that I would be wealthy one day and needed to have my money funneled through something, right? Yeah. Hello. And yeah. um, <laughs> true story. And, um, I just started reaching out to my community. I'm a Brawlem girl, a Bronx Harlem girl combo from New York, and little Stephanie needed to be served. You know, there were so many things and life skills I didn't know. My mother couldn't teach me because she wasn't taught, so I created a place where I could teach those things. Nice. Now, um, just to uh, um, continue on with that, where you said your mother, you know, wasn't, she didn't have it, so she couldn't teach you. Mm-hmm. That seems to be like a handicap for some people. And it's kind of like that fork in the road where you say, well, my parents didn't give it to me, so I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to continue to be a fuck up my whole life. And then you have some who say, you know what? My parents didn't teach me, but I wanted anyway. How did you realize that you needed that you needed this? One day, Flo, I just decided to participate in my own rescue. You okay. know, I I really wish I had some elaborate, fancy story to tell about how I just decided to stop being a complainer, a blamer, and stop pointing the finger. I just really one day was like, listen, she couldn't give me what she didn't have. She can't pour from an empty well. Uh, you know what I mean? There's right. no way for her to give me feed me when she didn't have the food the knowledge of food to give me so i just was like yo 
if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you. Like, get your shit together. Stop looking at someone else to get your shit together for you. Why don't you just get it together for yourself? Nice. Now, before we get into more of these topics, I just wanted to go left real quick. And I was on Instagram last night and this morning and Twitter, and I seen you tweeting about how, you know, you was getting up and ready to go out. First off, you were saying how you wasn't feeling beautiful or pretty, I think. Yeah. But you went out anyway, you know. And as I'm looking at this um, Insta stories and pictures, and I'm looking like, oh man, she having her a good time. Will, <laughs> she, will she make it to the show? That's oh. on my mind. I'm like, I can hear that call. You know what, Flo? I had a little bit too much to drink. Nah. Can we reschedule? But you made it. Appreciate it. You talking to a professional right here. I mm. could be out till four in the morning, which I was, and I am <laughs> here, ready, focused to get it in. Was it worth it? I mean. Like I said, you yes. didn't want to go, but you went anyway, so, yes. right? I did want to go for the person. It was a congratulatory party. Um, okay. We were celebrating something, and I did want to go, but, you know, I have, uh, I, I deal with adult acne, okay. and I don't always want to wear makeup. I don't always want to, you know, cover up things, and it's, you know, I was feeling, I don't know if you understand this, bloated, and, you know, all my girls listening to this could understand, so I was having a whole bunch of women issues, as they say, okay. and I just wasn't, I was feeling insecure, I wasn't feeling my best self, and I just decided that I have more to offer than my looks, and somebody requested me, my presence, to celebrate them for something that they're proud of, that my acne or my bloated or my cramps or whatever I'm dealing with shouldn't be paramount over connecting with someone. Deep. Ed, see, this this is what I'm talking. Do y'all hear what I be listening to on a weekly basis <laughs> on a Not Your Mama's podcast? <laughs> All the gym you can get from... Uh, listen, listen. Tune in to Not Your Mama's podcast. It only gets better. We're going to... Um, go more into what miss stephanie has going on um so that's better life choices of new york shout out to that thank you i was going through your instagram to see what can i grab from it to you know say hey let's talk about this and i seen that you skydived out of a plane i did this was last Last, year last summer yes last summer okay now is this something do you like living on the edge or was this that thing where you said you know what i'm going to defeat my fear I do not like living on the edge. Okay. I I have had chronic nausea since I was a child. I don't do roller coasters. I get nauseous in the backseat of a car. So there was no way in hell in years, years ago that I would ever think I would jump out of a plane. Okay. Plus, plus, I have fear of heights. Um, but again, this was a whole transitional period for me, starting a business, making poor life choices all my life. I decided to create a place where I made better life choices. That's where the name came from. Um, and I wanted to make a choice where... If I did something that I would never be scared of anything else. Mm. So if I can jump out of, you know, almost, I think it was 15,000 or 20,000 feet. I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah. If I could do that, I figured there was nothing that would physically scare me the way, you know, that scared me. So I just went for it. My biggest fear that I know of is snakes. I can't do the snake thing, right? Yeah. So, huh? fear factor so maybe i should go grab a snake <laughs> and let it i'm thinking about it because just being just be near one don't grab it just just have it next to you you don't have to touch it i just remember this one time um i forgot where we were but we were re- really young and it was my brothers and my cousins we was just walking we was walking through this i don't want to call it a cave but it was something don't ask me 
but it was like a little bit of water and rocks and we was on the side and we just walking just just being kids and there this snake was rolled up i lost my mind wow that was the first time i seen a snake didn't know i was afraid of snakes till i seen it yes and that's what we call a childhood trauma something Mm. from childhood that you know holds holds you hostage in your adulthood and that's kind of what i wanted to release I think that's what it is because I had no reason to be afraid of it. I think it was a a water snake because it was just chilling in the water, rolled right. up and didn't chase us. I seen it and freaked out. Yes, <sighs> and as a grown man, you still had that feeling connected yep. to it. That you you know you can you know what it smelled like that day. You know what mm. the air was like. You know everything because now as a, an adult, you can go back and describe it like you're doing right now. So it is definitely a childhood trauma. So you think that by me. Grabbing a snake and letting it wrap around me and playing no. with it. <laughs> no, think, I can't tell you that. No. Damn. Oh. I can't tell you that. You can find another way to face a fear. You can have a, uh, you can get a toy snake. You can start there. I wouldn't, I would never recommend anyone just go and to their greatest fear and just, you know, dive right in. It took me a lot of prep to actually get to decide to jump out that plane. Um, and I needed to let some things go. There were some feelings and emotions that I left up there, and there's some that I dropped down. Mm deep it's crazy because because as you were saying that you jumped off the plane i'm thinking like it's a possibility you could have puked in the air and just throw up could have just hit anybody (laughs) just random (laughs) (laughs) it could have hit an airplane i mean you're so high the altitude is crazy the when i got scared the most floor is there's a part where you can stop the whole process until they open the plane door Once they open the plane door and that wind hits you from that altitude, that height, and as strong as that wind is, you see when you see it on TV that people's skin is flapping and moving and it is so strong. And once he, you put your first foot out on the wing, I wanted to die. I was just Uh. like, what am I doing? Oh my God. (laughs) I went to prayer, Lord, please. I just lost my mind. And then something said, calm down. What's meant to be will be. And you're with an instructor who literally said he does 20 jumps a day. Just let go. And I felt the most control and not in control at the same time that I've ever felt in my life, if that makes sense. It does. Now, when you got on the ledge, did you look down? And if you did, what did you see? What does it look like up there? Uh, It looks like cotton balls like mm. cloudy you don't really it looks like a tr- it's everything is so small so minuscule because you're so high up so it was really just wind and sun and clouds and after that fear once we let go and i'm falling once i realized i wasn't going to die i enjoyed it so much i said wow i'm really flying and the instructor's talking in your ear because i went in long island so he's like this is the hamptons over there this is i said can you do me a favor shut up so i can enjoy this moment (laughs) right (laughs) and he did and i said listen i meditate this is a meditative experience for me just be quiet and he he was like my bad he shut up and i just enjoyed flying so um when it comes to jumping out of the plane, what I was going to ask was, was it like an adrenaline rush? And if so, how long did it take for your high to come down? Or was it just that relaxing, like you said, to where once you landed, everything was back to normal? Oh, no. Once I landed, that's when the nausea kicked in. Okay. Uh, I was nauseous for the rest of the day. Mm. Okay. I got in the car. My husband was down there, um, got me water immediately. The adrenaline was going. My, my heartbeat was going fast, everything. And you leave right away. We got in the car. I put the seat back. I woke up and we were home. 
Um, and he was like, are you okay? I said, I just feel like my equilibrium is off. For the next two days or so, I even called my doctor and she was like, it's normal for you to feel unbalanced. You've never been that high outside of a plane before. Mm. You've never had that air. You've never been that high as a human being without a big body machine like an airplane covering you. So it's normal for you not to feel right. So I, it took me about two to three days to feel like, okay, I'm back to normal. So I will not do it again. Long story short. <laughs> well, I'll live through you with that because uh, I'm not doing it. I'll have to find another fear to face. Yeah, no. I wouldn't recommend it to people who just want to say, I want to do it to do it. I did it for a purpose. I wanted to push myself. I am not an adrenaline junkie, but I wanted to, you know, like I said, leave some things up there and drop some things down and push myself to the point of no fear. Now I got it. Check. Won't do it again. Now, you're an emotional health pain change management specialist. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. And... You have to not have to because I don't know, but you have. But when you're in public or when you're talking to people, you have to be upbeat and positive, correct? No, no. I don't okay. allow people to make me feel that I have to be anything. Okay, great, great. Because no. I was going to, because I was going to ask. But the question is, how do you stay upbeat and positive? Like, what what keeps you motivated? Well, staying happy and upbeat is a choice, uh, a better life choice. You like that plug there? I do. do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a choice um, and it's not constant. Uh, I think people misunderstand happiness and joy. Um, It's not a 24 hour, seven day a week thing. Joy is and happiness are moments. Uh, happiness moments, happiness anchors, as I like to call them, something that holds you down when you need it. it. There's no one on earth who can consistently have one emotion. For the, nice. for, for the duration of their life, right? So I don't allow people to tell me, like, I should be happy because I'm a life coach or I should be this. Um, I should be motivated all the time because I'm human and I'm not. There are times I'm unhappy. There are times I'm moody. I'm shady. Stay away from me. I, I'm like everybody else. So I don't allow that in. But what I do to stay motivated, that's a good question. Um, I know I'm going to die one day, Floor. Mm. And, I, and I know that that dash in between my birth date and my death date, I want it to mean something. Nice. You know, I do. And I like nice things. Right. I like the VIP life. So I'm right. also I'm also motivated for that coin. OK. OK. Yeah. Because you're speaking <laughs> that um life into existence because you will be rich one day. Yes. I say it all the time. I don't speak it as if it could happen. I say it as if it's the present and it will happen. And again, I want to make little Stephanie proud. My younger self is important to me, nurturing her, giving her all the things and the tools that she couldn't get, understanding her, respecting her and making her proud is a real big deal for me. So she definitely keeps me motivated. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying these gems that are being dropped right now, Not Your Mama's Podcast is where it's at and Better Life Choices of New York, man. Um, We're going to keep the ball rolling. Now, here's a question I got for you. Okay, hit me. Pick one of these options. Pick one. You're offered a talk show like Wendy Williams or Oprah. You're on television. You're interviewing people with an audience in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you're offered a radio show slash podcast where, you know, you're doing what you're doing now. But, you know, we're on a media platform and you've reached millions and millions of listeners. Which, Which one are you choosing? First of all, let me say that's a great question. 
Loved it when you posted. Um, And I had to think about it for a second. And I chose podcasting, especially if it's a show like The Breakfast Club or The Brilliant Idiots, something like that, successful in that manner. Um, I would definitely go with the radio show. I am not interested in rushing to be judged on my appearance every day, like on a Wendy Williams type open situation. You know, us women have unattainable expectations on what we need to look like, what we need to be like. And I'm in love with the microphone. I'm in a healthy relationship with the microphone you know in the present moment and i'd like to stay there for i a while. can definitely dig that because i'm recording this podcast in a t-shirt and basketball shorts <laughs> me too i'm in a bathrobe don't worry about it <laughs> yeah like like even when i go record the podcast brother show i throw on some sweatpants and like a, a podcast brother's t-shirt right but to actually have to go do a show that's televised you only the stylist and we live in the world now where they're going to judge you all the time on social media and they'll make a meme of you and (laughs) I don't know how some of these people deal with it like Wendy Williams I I don't know how she deals like she has to not look at social media sometimes I think certain people are built for certain things Mm. not everybody can do everything because if we could we'd all be doing whatever it is right so when we look at people and judge them on social media and always have something to say we have no idea what it takes the resilience the discipline it takes for them to still be you know Rihanna or Beyonce or Wendy Williams or all these people we think we have the right to give an opinion on and I'm not in a rush to have that happen to me Hey, you want to know what's crazy? I was listening to the Jay-Z album, 444, which yeah. I think is very dope. Me too. He said something about a billionaire can't be ugly. He's cute. I agree with that. But <laughs> but that's showing you that he's listening to the criticism. Oh, because he, know. he knows they call him Joe the Camel. He knows. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like they're all listening. And then you have some celebrities who turn their comments off because they just can't yes. deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, but they, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Like, listen, like, well, I've done it. You ever followed somebody off of just like, okay, I like what you're doing, and then when they keep doing certain things, like, God damn, why am I following you? And it's like you yeah. just you're you're <laughs> mad, but you are following them, <laughs> right? Right. So, but see, that people will actually buy tickets to people they say they can't stand to stare at them and grill them at a concert. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the level of disrespect and when they want to call it hate, whatever they call it, is real. So, if I don't like what's on your feed, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, that is that is true. Because I'll be following the Black Chinas and the Amber Rose, and then they'll do something stupid, and I get mad, but I'm the one following. <laughs> right, you got to check yourself, Floyd. You got to check right. yourself and hit that unfollow. <laughs> but you sometimes you don't want to, because it'd be good sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to miss something. I right, get it. I right. Get it. I get it. But you can always go back and refollow. That's true. But then, you know, you got social media stressing you out. That's something that I want to talk about on, a, on another show or a later show. Like, so, social media, you don't want to blame social media, but you can. It be stressing right. people out. It is a full-time job if you let it. Yeah. like we'll, Without a paycheck for a lot of people, though. We'll follow people who, quote-unquote, have the perfect life, and then we judge ourselves. We'll yes. follow people with the perfect relationship, quote-unquote, then we judge our relationship. You know what I'm saying? So... That's uh, yeah, you that know is, what? That's a great topic for a whole episode because we we judge our lives based on a snap of a, a heavily filtered 
single shot of someone else's life or a one minute or a 10 second snap, you know, or Insta story or a one minute video of someone else's day when we don't realize they're 24 hours in that whole day and they're showing us one glossy photo of it. Right. It took them five seconds to snap that picture. Meanwhile, they right. still got to live 23 hours and 55 minutes of. Right. You no, know, 23 you know what I mean. I know what I'm you mean. I know, I, know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean, but you don't know about that relationship goals. Like they just took that picture, but they could have argued in the car before or after that. You know what I mean? Like you yep. don't, you have no idea what you're really seeing. So that's a dope episode. And people need to understand that what they're watching is all for entertainment. It's not real life. And I think this generation especially can't separate the two. Mm, nice. Nice. Um, of course, you know that I'm engaged to be married. Yay! And you're currently married. Yes, I am. Uh, would you? Is there any like tips that you would like to give the kid? Because I'm new to the game. Because like I told other people, you know, normally when people get married, they kind of disappear. You don't see them. Yes, that's a possibility, but that doesn't have to happen. Every relationship, I believe, is customizable. You don't have to do what your parents did or what your parents didn't do. Uh, I'll give you a tip or two. Um, definitely, like I said, customize it for yourself. I think I mentioned this to you on uh, the episode when you announced that you got engaged. I think I typed, um, you know, just make sure you limit the amount of information people suggest and give you for your relationship because mm. it's about you and her and how right. you and her can design your marriage. Um, that's a major tool. But I also recommend, and this is going to sound crazy to some people, so I know y'all going to at me at BLC New York on Instagram about this, <laughs> right? <laughs> you like that plug there too? I, I uh, <laughs> um, I believe that it is okay to flirt while being in a relationship, whether you're engaged, boyfriend and girlfriend, or married. Mm. So that is going to, you know, every time I say that, people are like, what, bitch, you crazy? I have been married for seven years, Flo. Okay. Um, and my husband and I have this open, communicative relationship that I cherish because there is nothing, when I say nothing, nothing we can't talk about. I don't believe that just because someone is in a relationship, they are no longer ever going to be attracted to someone else. That and is... I don't think that it stops other people from being attract- from them being attractive to them. Right. I, I, I definitely agree. I, I think we've kind of put like each other in a box. Like now yeah. that I'm married or I can't look at that girl that's walking by not saying what when i'm with her or you know being on social media now we are actually around more of the opposite sex than we've ever been yes in our life and when it comes to marriage and dating rules don't change but the world around us change and like i said we have more of the opposite sex around us and you know sometimes people are afraid to have that conversation but when it comes to the flirting what is your level of flirting? We're not. Are we talking about exchanging numbers? Are we talking about? Oh no. Okay. Okay. What, what What are we talking about with the flirting? Okay. First, one must define flirting for themselves. Right, right. Right. Because I believe that one of the main issues of communication is definition and interpretation. Because what something means to me might not mean the same to you, and how I deliver it and how you hear it may cause a shitstorm. Right. Right. So the definition of flirting. In the dictionary is to behave as though attracted to or trying to attract someone, but for amusement rather than serious intention. Okay. Well, if you put it like that, then flirting ain't a bad thing. This is what I'm trying to say. A lot of people define things based on what they believe it is without looking at the actual definition. Now, you don't have to stand for the actual definition, but at least you should know what it is before you define it otherwise, right? Right. So for me, I 
think that most flirted, most, excuse me, I'm tongue tied. Most people believe that flirting is the gateway drug to cheating. I disagree. I feel like suppression is the gateway drug to cheating. Mm, look at all these gems. Jewelry on the floor. <laughs> all on the, on the floor. Pick them up and put them in your, on your neck. Um, and, the, and it's, and it's <laughs> wow because we, see, when you don't know the definition, you kind of use it you kind of like you said you form your own definition of it so a lot of people get into relationships because they flirted first when i guess it wasn't flirting really so that's the wrong word to use because if you're flirting with you can define it you can define it so but understand what it really means right well i I just learned what it really meant just now that's why i love doing this podcast and the people that's going to listen you're going to actually learn what podcasting is because when you learn you know when you learn new words and flirting that they always you know associate flirting with what we're flirting so what are we are are we in a relationship after the flirting when flirting doesn't necessarily mean i want anything from you it's just for my amusement Yes, to behave as though attracted or trying to attract for amusement rather than serious intention. So, again, I don't believe it's a gateway drug. I definitely think suppression is. And like I said before, just because I'm married or in a relationship doesn't mean I'm blind or can't be visually stimulated by someone. Other people will turn you on, will make you want to smile, will make you want to glow, will make you want to feel like, you know, hey, I still got it today. And I think that that's okay. And I don't. I don't let my husband feel like he can't be attracted to another woman. I don't ask to hear about it. If he shares it with me, it doesn't bother me. Like we were watching something and Sofia Vergara came across the screen and he was like, my God, I I would just love to bend her over. And it doesn't, it didn't bother me. Oh, okay. Because I, 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 it's first of all, she's on television. That's number one. And he's allowed to say in our house, he's sitting next to me. You know what I mean? I just didn't feel insecure. Some women might not go for that, but we were joking and laughing. And I know some women who would cut their husband's head off for saying something like that. That is true. That is definitely true. Um, So what you're saying is, and this is what I hear, and I honestly agree with you that, you know, putting putting yourself, putting a roof on your relationship by not being able to talk or express yourself is the gateway of cheating but actually having conversations with your other half about you know hey did you see this and look at this and look at that it actually brings comfortability to your relationship which is you know for a healthy relationship you get what i'm saying Yes, no, I completely agree. Again, whatever you define disrespecting your relationship is, do you. I'm not out here saying that I condone cheating because I don't. I don't think cheating and flirting have to be included in the same package. Um, And it might be different for you in your relationship. What I am saying is acting as if because you're in a relationship, you no longer ever see anyone else that turns you on or you not turning someone else on is really a setup to fail because you're allowed to say, wow, that guy sitting across from me on the train is really attractive. Like, Oof, yeah, man. You know, you're allowed to be like, man, that ass. If if I wasn't if I wasn't engaged, my goodness, you're allowed to have those thoughts as a man. A man, and I feel like men especially are put in this box that they can never ever even desire another woman in their head, and I don't think that's fair. Nice, nice. Me, me neither. I just put out <laughs> me neither. But once again, that's the world that we think we have to live in. And then when you finally get this information, you be like, oh wow. So I've yeah. been, you know, kind of like putting handicaps on myself uh, for so long. When in all reality, this is actually kind of healthy. But once again, depending on the people. But yeah. as far as women goes, 
do you think and I think you might have hit on it hit on it already but do you think that it's a setup for failure for women to always want to be like okay well who's liking my man pictures oh you got a new friend on Facebook who is she type of vibe you know not saying that he's cheating but like you said they use it as the gateway so whenever he gets more likes on Instagram or new female friend requests on Facebook on social media women seem to have a problem some women seem to have a problem with that and you're saying that you just set yourself up for failure actually yeah I don't even I just recently started following my husband on social media this year and again we've been married seven years I don't Listen, I have so much real life to live with him. I don't allow the Internet to even be included in that. Mm. Like if you're if you're with me, you're with me, whether you're online or not. And there's a level of trust and communication that he and I have that surpasses all of that other bullshit. Like I can't even. Yeah, I can't even go there. Um, But the dialogue is necessary. I don't like women on your Instagram. Talk to him and understand his point of view. Understand her point of view. It is all about communication. Hey, you know, are you ever attracted to other women? If you are, that's okay. As long as you don't disrespect me. Let me give you my my definition of disrespect. Talk about it. Say it. Like, listen, I know she got a fat ass because I was looking at it too. <laughs> right. It's kind of like you know? un- it's kind of like unrealistic to be with somebody, married them, and be with them for 40 years and not look at nobody else. But then again, there are some people who can do that. And more power to them. But I know that when I'm watching Power with my husband, I'm looking at ghosts like, can I get that Angela love? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> can I get that Angela on the table season two when you come home from work, love? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of power, did you watch uh, episode three yet? Um, wait, are we on three weeks? Because this morning I didn't watch yet. I'm waiting for my husband to come from work because if I don't, if I watch it without him, we call that breaking us. He'll be like, you broke me. So I can't watch it without him. <laughs> Man, me, me and my fiance watched that thing at 12 in the morning. Listen, I was out, as you know, because you thought I was yeah. going to make it here today at 12, so we couldn't do it. Um, yeah. But I don't want to break our relationship and watch Ghost without him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say this. They did it again. Like, every episode, whoever writes this stuff is incredible. Fantastic. They do a great job. Um, I got I another question. Sure. Um, Why do we date or marry or both at the level of our self-esteem? Oh, you know, that's one of my favorite questions. Um, hmm. Because we believe we, we allow what we think we're worth. Hmm. We we sit back and take people's shit because we think we deserve it in some way, whether we realize that or not. Uh, some people are punishing themselves over and over and haven't forgiven themselves for past, you know, issues or discrepancies in their life. And a lot of people just weren't given the tools to understand what self-esteem was and again back to what better life choices of new york does that's why i created that place and started having those events and became a speaker because my mother didn't know how to say you know affirm yourself this morning honey look in the mirror tell yourself that you matter you you was kind you know you were smart you was important you know there was no viola davis on the health telling me how to affirm myself like she was this little white child. My mother didn't know what affirmations meant. My mother didn't know what self-worth meant. She didn't know those words to even tell me, right? right? So I didn't know that I had to build myself up. And as someone who wasn't raised with her father, that man wasn't putting the jewels in my crowns to tell me how a man is supposed to treat you, how you're supposed to love yourself and carry yourself. So I was dating at the level of my self-esteem. I was dating at the level of my worth. And a lot of people do that and don't realize that a lot of their relationships are based on their relationship with themselves. Mm, gems. Um, so, how do you feel about the ones who get into relationships out of age pity? Oh, I'm 30 and I don't 
and I'm not married yet. I'm 30 and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, life expectations that we put on ourselves. I understand them because they were put on me too. And I put some on myself. But again, when I started to customize, my tagline is build, design and customize your life with Stephanie, the life architect. I call myself the life architect because I am rebuilding. I am designing and I am customizing and I customize my life. And I tell people to customize their own limit the expectations of by 30. I should be married with a baby. You know, by by 40, if I'm not a mogul, I failed as a man. There are so many unnecessary bullshit ass blocks that stop us from living our best life because we're listening to old wives tales and adages about how we should be living our lives based on how others live theirs. Do you don't worry about a time clock. Do you? That is the facts. And just like I said earlier, it's kind of like some things don't change while the world is changing. You know why or how we get married how or why we communicate with each other but meanwhile there's so many things changing around us the same rules just don't apply you know what i'm saying right, it's but like you have to have your foundation like who you are as floor who i am as stephanie no matter what's going on around me there are certain things that can change my core and my foundation of who i am my morals my values are allowed to stay the same and i don't always have to adapt to everything this world is doing like, if I don't want to get married, I don't got to get married. If I don't want to have a baby, I don't want need to have a baby. If I want to start a podcast and become a mogul, and instead of focusing on a relationship with a man or woman, I'm allowed to do that. Be damned to what my grandmother thinks I should do. Right. I was just about to get on that. Don't worry about the pressure. You know, you got people in your ear, probably your mother, your grandmother, family members. Hey, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have a child yet? I want grandchildren. Don't fall to that. Don't fall for that pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because this is your life. Yeah, and a lot of times people will put that pressure on you to have that baby, but they're not raising or paying for that baby. You know, they want you to get married, but in, you know, when you and your husband are going through it because you really didn't know him or you don't even know what it takes to be a wife or a husband and you're three years in and you want a divorce and you don't know what's going on, those are not going to be the people to pay for that counseling and that therapy. Facts. I think it was your show I was listening to, and I kind of took heed to it. Um, I think you said, I don't know if it was your wedding or a wedding you went to, where that um, you only kind of want people there who's going to help you with the marriage. You know, you have so many people. People invite hundreds of people to their wedding, but none of them are there to actually help with the marriage. I yes, can't that was my wedding. That was okay. my wedding I was referring to um, when it was time to get married. We did a destination wedding. We got married in Montego Bay on the beach. Mm-hmm. And my wedding had 16 people. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people in New York. I'm um, I'm half Latina, so I have a big family. And everybody wanted to come. That would have been like 300 deep out of our pockets. And I just looked at my husband and my mother and I said, I don't want to pay for other people to eat, drink, and judge me. Mm-hmm. What I want are people around me who at 3 in the morning, if I need a place to go, if we need counseling, if we need help, if we need healing, if we just need fun, I want those people there who are going to uplift, support, respect, and help my marriage grow in any aspect that I needed to grow. That's who I want at my wedding. Not my third cousin, uncle removed, and you should love him just because he's your drunk uncle from your cousin. Like, I don't have time for any of that. I'm trying to build something with this man, and I don't want to build it around people who don't even know us just because we have the same DNA. There it is, people. I mean... Gems, gems, and more gems. This is what I listen to weekly on the Not Your Mama's podcast, and you can too. Um, that's basically all I have. 
Um, I'm I'm so happy you asked me to come on again. We manifested it. We talked about it, and I'm just honored. And keep doing your thing. You guys inspire us here over at Not Your Mama's Podcast. Shout out to my girl Lauren. Yes, yeah, shout out to Lauren. Um, and I'm in Jersey. You in New York? There's always room for more shows. I can come on your show. We can actually hook up in and why. Um, even though I live in Jersey, I don't know what is there for y'all to do in Jersey, so I wouldn't recommend coming to Jersey. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't I, recommend what part of Jersey? Uh, we in Trenton. Oh, okay, because I'm always in North Bergen, so I don't know. We can figure out some logistics. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll make something happen. We'll get together. There's always like some type of um, podcast convention or something going on. Um, and you know we can put something together. Not us, because I'm not an organizer. I ain't doing that. But somebody that puts that ain't my thing. I'm I'm the person that shows up. Right. You. But I love that you know who you are. Yeah. Don't ask me to put together nothing because it won't get done. Like we're like like me and my brother want to do a live show and we talked about it, but that was all we did. <laughs> what do you mean live? Like we had a live recording, like people come and watch, or you mean live like on Insta Story or like y'all did? But we wanna we wanna do it just like y'all have have a few people, ten to twenty people probably that we know or fans that listen oh, because we so spread it out. Like our 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 biggest market is like in California and Alabama, things of that nature. But we'll get like right. people to come in, um, family members and friends. We'll just do a live show somewhere. Go but- for it. We had such a good time. It was really nostalgic and we couldn't believe that people we had people come, you know, drive down from Philly to come to New York just to hear us and people paid. We charged ticket prices and mm. we were just astonished about the love that we got. And we're definitely planning on doing another one bigger and better. I definitely recommend you guys go for it. Definitely, definitely will. But like I said, we talked about it, and that was all we did. We, we're going to get back to it, though. <laughs> I'm going to stay on you about that. I'm going to tweet you, like, how's that live show coming every every now and again? That'll work. That'll work. It'll get done now. That'll work. Just just, just keep reminding me. Some free coaching just for you. I appreciate it. Uh, once again, this was, uh, I think it was episode 12. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, but when I name it, I'll run it by you, see what you think. Oh, and uh, once again, thanks for coming to the block with me. Thank you for having me on the block. Can I tell people where to find me before we go? Sure, please do. Thank you, everyone listening. If you're interested, you can find me on my website at www.blcny.org, or you can hit me all over social media on your Instagram, your Facebook, and your Twitter at BLC New York. Nice. Um, well, that was our show, people. Peace out. Thank you for having me. Peace. Yeah, man. So there you have it. That was my episode featuring Stephanie from the Not Your Mama's podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Uh, Once again, I got apps in the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. I will be back next Thursday with a fresh episode. In the meantime and in between time, if you enjoyed this, like I said, leave those reviews. And also check out the previous episodes from the 700 Block Podcast. Get familiar. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. 
What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only, see Associate for details. Ends 12 29 18.